Welcome back to Who Are You, a CSI podcast. I am Lauren, and I've seen CSI through and through around three to four times. And I'm Nick, and this is my first time experiencing these episodes. And today we are reviewing Season 1, Episode 19, Gentle, Gentle. Original air date is April 12, 2001. Director is Danny Cannon. Writers are Anthony E. Zyker and Anne Donahue. And we open up this episode with a shot to the Vegas Strip, which we never return to. Nope. <laughs> never return to. It is a low Vegas score. It's a two. Okay, I was going to ask what the Vegas score was. Because I feel There's like, because like then we move into suburbia. Yeah. So it's like the Vegas trip for a bit and then suburbia. And I was like, oh, this is going to be low yeah. on Nick's Vegas, Vegas score. Yeah, I think I gave credit for like the first suburbia photo because you can see the strip in the background mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. But then when you're just looking at houses and it could have been shot in California. Right. You don't get any Vegas points. Yeah. So, that's um, fair. yeah, it's like 12 seconds, two shots. Okay. It's, I don't, it's not our lowest score because we have a zero. But I was say we have a zero I don't know one. if we have a true one. Like, I, don't I don't think don't... we've had a one. Yeah. We'll have to like go back and re-listen. Or listeners, you can let us know if anyone's keeping yeah. track. That would be amazing. It would, it would have to be like one scene for three seconds. That's the way the scoring system works. Yeah, so that's fair. It's kind yeah. of like a composite score. So you yeah. have to have a very small number of scenes at a very small number of seconds. Yeah. yeah. Getting to two isn't too hard. And then getting to three is where they end up. And then it takes quite a bit to get to four. Right. So that's why we end up with a lot of threes. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So we see... You know, after we kind of focus in on this one home, we see a woman waking up. She goes into what we are to assume is a baby room, finds the crib empty, but finds a note, a ransom note, and then goes to the window and screams. And then we see what we are supposed to presume is the father walking in behind her after she like screams out into the night after finding the ransom note in the crib. So... This is where this episode completely <laughs> goes off the rails when you watch it twice in a row. It does. Because this is a, this is a rough episode this, to this, watch twice in a row. Like, it's tough the first go. It is really, really tough was, to watch it a second I was time. trying to think of, like, you know the, the, the episode of the lady is kidnapped and buried in the ground? Yes. That was one of the earlier. Was, that was, yeah. like, five or six or something like that. They do a really good job in that episode of never showing you anything that isn't true. Yes. And this scene, it didn't happen in or real it, life. Or it did because they acted it out to make themselves feel better. That's the other alternative is that, that like they did it to act it out to make themselves feel better. That's too farcical. Why would he be out of the room and then running? Yeah. I mean, no, it's... I, it's uh, I don't think that that's the truth. The yeah, they it. do it for the audience. They shout it for the audience. So yes. they're lying to us, right? This, so is, this is a reenactment in the sense of like when we see reenactments when they don't have the full evidence and they're like sort of trying to piece it mm-hmm. together. That's what this is. But we've never had one right at the beginning of an episode. Or like usually they change like the, the, the contrast of the camera. Yes. To let you know that no. this is not really what happened. This is what yeah, yeah. someone is envisioning happening. Right. And they do that to mislead you so they can have a big got you seen later yes. but that's here i'm going on record that that's cheating and re- and <laughs> i think that one of the best things for the show is they could be really good writers sometimes actually the last be. episode was a really great example of that really good writing really good directing and this is this is like uh cheating so 
we will, uh, spoiler alert, find out that they were completely well aware before this scene. Yes. Their baby wasn't there. Yeah. It was not a surprise. Nope. I could even get, understand screaming. I just don't think you would have set up the approach because nobody can see you or, or anything like that. But maybe also, they wanted like a neighbor to hear them scream. Yeah. Right. I, so like I so understand. a neighbor could be like, oh, hey, yeah, I heard a woman scream at like 11 o'clock at night when they're claiming that this happened. Mm. You know, like that, I guess, makes sense. So so this will be uh, to, to, to dredge up something I used to do a lot. If Nick was writing this episode mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. directing this episode. So people in 2001, if you're listening, you're listening. to the, the, the future radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, broadcast of this you know once we get syndicated if you're one of the radio, 40 people that listen to our podcast let we us appreciate know you. yeah we do appreciate um, you a lot but you should have just had her screen off scene like off camera where you couldn't see her yes so that she could have been faking it yeah yeah you just hear a scream they could have showed that in a reenactment later and then yep. they would have just shown them holding the rant like holding a piece of paper like why even go to the, the effort of putting in the crib, right? And it's not just that they knew. It's just that everybody in the house already Everybody knew. knew. Like, the kids knew, and they I knew. I mean, not the and... youngest kid, because he's not, like, old enough to well, know. But, like, everyone who's, like, old enough to be yeah. cognizant knows what happened. So so that's... I think that, like... Spoiler there, alert. There'll be maybe one or two scenes like this early on. Yes. But it's it does sort of shadow the episode a little bit. But over overall... I actually thought that if they had done a better job of this, I would have a much greater appreciation for this episode. For this episode, yeah. Because there are a lot of great things in this episode. So yeah. let's, let's let's trifle let's, on. Let's, yeah, let's keep going. I, so I, we... have, I have another version of this probably in the first like 10 minutes of the show. Okay, so. so we'll hit it. We'll hit it in my first page of notes. Yeah. So we see several cop cars. Grissom arrives on scene. He walks in the house, talks to the parents. He's letting them know, that, you know, he's going to, you know, he's going to try to help. That's what he's there for. And this is where we learn that the note has no ransom. So, so this like, is or exactly... no ransom amount. Like, they, they yeah. are making a ransom, but there is no ransom amount stated in the note. And they very purposely call attention to this fact that, like, no ransom amount was stated. Yeah, and this is super important later on, except that this is another one of those things. I don't think I remembered watching the first time through the father is like and they didn't even bother to put a a number on the rants like he makes a big deal out of it and all i remember is later in the episode they make a big deal the fact that parent that the parents couldn't put a a number on their child's life right Mm. and so you would think he wouldn't bring it up because they, they they make it sound as if they don't do it subconsciously yeah yeah, yeah because yeah. they can't so yeah. for that for him to draw attention to this thing that he forgot to do feels like a red flag yeah from like like he wouldn't bring it up it should have been more like he hands it over and someone goes there's not even a number on this and he goes yeah i know yeah right. <laughs> i can't yeah, believe weird. it <laughs> this is weird uh, that's i think the last big one where i was like on the second watch through i, I guess this happened really close together which yep. is why I think I got so jazzed about it. It's like back to I was like, how many of these am I gonna find? And they do a better job, I think, as it progresses, as they go through. Yeah, but yeah. It, it, they just get a little bit more obtuse. At this point forward, it, it's really just like them just lying. Yes, you know. Yeah, and, and so, unraveling that onion yeah. as we go along. So we shift over to credits. We then have Catherine arriving on that uh, at the scene. She connects with Jim Brass. Then we see who well. 
I guess I assume that it's the FBI with the father because they're they, setting they up to like later. record the ransom. Yeah, they don't say it at this point. I was like FBI question mark. But what we are to assume is the FBI is with the father. They are uh, they are setting up to record when the abductor is going to call for the ransom notice. This is also the scene, and I only bring this up because it does play a pretty big part later on, that Grissom finds a bottle, like an open bottle of soda. RC in, Cola. Yeah, in, in, the, in the kitchen. And he asks when it's opened and makes a big deal out of it. And it's like, can I take this? And yada, yada. Again, this comes up later. This is why I'm mentioning it. It seems random. I promise, listeners, we are going to so, loop back around on this one. First time I watched this, I wrote... Whatever is going on with this RC Cola bottle is going to crack this case wide open. Because all I could remember is, like, it's the I think it was the bomb episode or something where they put Warwick on, like, identifying the specific it was, yes. thing. In, yes. uh, and, like, that yeah, was, yep. like, the same thing. And I had the same yep. thought, and I didn't write it down. And I was like, I was like, oh, this is the same thing. You're like, it's going to break it. put someone on this job. But I also wrote down, Jesus Christ, Chrisom, will you just tell people? What you're what thinking. What you want. What are you thinking? <laughs> and not just like risk the whole case on whether or not Nick can read your thoughts. Yep. Nope. Again, Grissom, terrible boss. Terrible, terrible boss. Terrible communicator, terrible boss. So we then shift on over to Jim Brass interviewing the mom and the two sons. We learned that the mom woke up around 4.30 a.m. to feed Zachary, the infant who was missing. The father then walks in, joins this conversation, and... CSI is requesting clothes for scent dogs, right? So they want to try to track baby Zachary using scent dogs. So they need like a piece of clothing that he has worn. And then Grissom also wants blood samples from the family so that as they're trying to like parse out like what DNA makes sense here and what DNA doesn't make sense here, that they can isolate the family's DNA from like outside DNA. So they also want blood samples from the entire family. Sarah arrives, we see the dogs kind of leave. Grissom, as we were just talking about, gives the bottle, so one closed, one open to Nick to process, which again comes back up later. Warwick is told to go canvas the grounds, because obviously there was like a ladder propped up yep. against the window, and you know, so they're thinking that there has to be some component to the outside being a pretty big deal in this I, case, so Warwick is, is set to canvas and photograph the grounds. I want to point out that Grissom tells Warwick to start on the outside and work his way in. And then, because and then tells him to not on, go in. Later on, gives him crap for trying to come in from the outside. Yeah, he does. Yeah, that's, a, that's coming basically right up. So Grissom goes in the house. He goes into the baby Zachary's room. Warwick is then in the window on a ladder. He points out a spider web, which never comes back up again. No, Grissom just... I feel like this He's is like, a... I know, but I feel like this is a cut scene where, like... Could yeah. they have gone back and, like, determined how long the spider web was there? Cause Gr- yeah, they could have used it. Yeah, because Warwick is like, hey, how would you have gotten a baby out of this window and not disturbed the spider web? And Grissom was like, oh, it only takes them a few hours to build it. So Uh, it could have happened after, you know, baby Zachary was kidnapped. And Warwick is kind of like, all right, I guess I'll take pictures of it. And then we never hear about it again. I kind of lost track of it, but I think there may have been a weird scheduling filming thing. Because I think Warwick's only scenes are with Grissom. Like this whole episode, except for maybe like one. He has one scene. with he has one with Catherine where they're going. No, no, no. He has a, a several. He has one yeah. just with Catherine, and then he has one with Catherine and Grissom. 
later on. Oh, okay, yeah. As I said, maybe like later on. So I wonder if like when they originally shot, he couldn't be there. Mm. And so like, you know what I mean? Like if oh, yeah, we're yeah, shooting, yeah. we're shooting this over the course of a week or something. And he has a thing. And, and so the actors so they said they just worked it out. And so they, to give him something to talk about, they invented this spider web thing, but yeah, it but wasn't really. Like, and then yeah, they're just yeah. like, oh, well, Grissom's the bug guy. So we'll have him give yeah, you a bug fact. Him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, spider yeah. could build it that quickly. But all I could think is like, Grissom, you're a bug guy. Take a closer yeah, look at the spider. Yeah. Like, what are, you, what are we I bet, you, I bet you could tell how, if a spider web nest is like. Yeah. I feel like there has to be soon. some. There should be some telltale signs. That, maybe the spider has already caught and eaten things and I could tell you right. that it isn't all new. And yeah. so uh, that's why I was like. I oh, feel like I this was just dismissed this very, very quickly. In the scene, we also see Grissom finding a hair. We then go to Catherine. Two hairs, with the, right? No. That's later. It's, the, it's later. Yes, I had to make note because I was like, as I was writing notes, I was like, wait. Yep. So he finds a hair in the scene, and then we go to Catherine with the wife in the laundry room. She, oh yeah, you know, picks out that, the, oh. she picks out the jumper. I call it a jumper. I don't. I don't have kids, so I apologize if I'm using the wrong terminology here. Onesie. But like little onesie, right, for the baby. Kind of cries into it. Her boobs start leaking because she is breastfeeding. This is a 100% natural phenomenon. And, We're not now, here to judge by any stretch of the imagination. And now we know she probably hasn't milked or breastfed her child since like right. 6 p.m. the night before. Yes, right. Yes. So or like, later on, because they went out. Yes. We yeah, later learned that the, the time of death was around 9 p.m. Yeah. And they left around like 8.30 or something like that. So yeah. it's, been, it's been a long time. In the second so, watch through, I, wanted, I was trying to figure out if that was like evidence. That's another one of those things where, like, oh, oh like how often if would they if you like... fed your baby at ten o'clock at night? Then you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you wouldn't have you know had this happen. But I also have known nothing about hormones and breastfeeding, and I'm not going to pretend. So, nope. I, have, I guess I have... my guess is everyone's different because that's yeah. how most have, human bodies work. I have, I have dogs and cats. I don't. I don't. Thankfully, that's that's not something I have to do with them. So I have I have no clue. I'm not gonna. Also, not gonna comment on this. This is also when we learn that like. She lives on a golf golf course, but she does not golf, which oh, yeah, comes into important. play later. She, she like does she she also says it in like a way that's like you're supposed to understand she doesn't really like golf at all. Yes, she's not very like, poignant. Not like I'm not a big golfer, more like I don't like golf. Ugh. ugh. We then go back to Grissom in the baby room. This is when we find out that he finds two hairs. So he oh, had okay. found the original one, he finds the second one. And then Grissom smells something. He thinks it's a household cleanser. The, him and Warwick run some tests. Oh, blood on the carpet. Wah, wah, wah. Blood and pine saw. That would be a better name for this episode. Yum, yum, yum. Ooh, I have to jot that one down. We then jump to Sarah with, I put documents guy, because I, I don't know. I'll be honest. I don't know what his name is. So Sarah, the documents guy, she's upset that he has not run prints yet. But, you know, he's he has to run, like, seven other tests before he can run prints on before this ransom note. he dumps a bunch of graphite on the paper. Yeah, to, like, show. And this is when we learn that the paper has three vertical dots on it, meaning that, like, the spool within the printer has, like, an issue with it. And, like, every page that gets printed on it will have the exact same three dots in the exact same yeah, they do a really bad it. job of showing what they were saying That's yes one those, they like, did prop department things because what they're implying and i think this is probably accurate is that as your printer prints it the spins. same part is hitting the three dots should be spaced out like one third of the page one yeah, third yeah. of the page whereas they just show like a 
like a smudge line that's yeah. in one section. And I thought this was going to be so uh, a little background. My dad has sold office equipment, particularly fax machines, copiers and printers okay. for much of his life. We would we would go to soccer games and there would be boxes of toner in the back of our car. I've heard a lot about how <laughs> copiers and printers work over the course of my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we're about to get to a scene where she's on the phone outside of the Xerox room. Yes. I thought that was going to be so important. I it's thought not it, at all. I thought they were going to figure out it was a Xerox and not a printer. Like that was going to be like, oh, maybe it did come from a printer. Maybe they printed it from somewhere and then Xerox it. It nope. never comes up. I don't nope. know what the point of that scene no, was. I don't know. Other than to say she has bad signal. It, I think it was just to create suspense and bad maybe, and yeah. bad communication. I don't, I don't know. So, this episode feels like it went through a rewrite, doesn't it? Yes. It it feels like and there are like artifacts or reshoots yeah, artifacts and of, weird. Uh, yeah, I feel like a lot of like yes, I agree. I didn't check IMDB or Wikipedia page on this episode yet. So uh, I think this has a lot to do with how uh, highly I view this episode. Mm, uh, overall and, I struggle. Uh, I did my second watch through today and who oh boy was it a struggle to get through. Like it literally but, took me like almost 90 minutes because i just kept pausing it and being like i'm gonna take a break for a bit and like play on my phone and then i'll get back to watching the episode see, but i'll go i'm gonna go check the production right, so nick's gonna go investigate as he's doing that we go to grissom and warwick in the garden the print like the shoe print they find they realize it's from the gardener it should be there sarah calls grissom tasks her with checking the printers at anderson's job because it's not like one of the printers from inside it's his house but they want to check all the ones that are at his job now the scent dogs start a barking and grissom and warwick follow and sadly spoiler alert baby body found on the golf course under statuary what's so funny about the scene is i thought that like when they found the blood it was gonna be the babies i was like okay the baby's dead right i wrote yeah i wrote down yeah it took a while to get the dna you know, somebody's lying. Things will start to unravel. Spoiler alert. It's not the baby's blood. The, the blood room. was a red herring. That's another one of those things yes, where it it's like, it's a completely me- meaningless thing. You have to thing. take you off course. But I already believed the baby was dead. So the scene wasn't as impactful as I think they meant it to be. Yeah, because yeah, and because they do loop back around to where the blood comes from. But at that point, it's like, does it really matter? Because the baby is dead. So Grissom is being... And this is going to come up later, and I think I'll I'll enjoy talking with you about this. But he gets very personal about this scene. And he wants to take the pictures. And he wants to pick up the baby. And he basically doesn't want anybody involved in this process other than himself. And then after he picks up the baby, we then see Catherine kind of like running over the hill with the parents behind her. You know, mom realizes that this is baby Zachary. She's screaming and crying. Not a pleasant scene. quick little interlude with like a news spot about the Andersons and then we go to Grissom with Doc Robbins we learn that the cause of death was 
asphyxiation. That is not how you say that, but I cannot pronounce it tonight. At this point, Doc Robbins can't give TOD time of death, but he can say that the baby was smothered to death and that he found a fiber in the throat. He's going to like send it off to Trace to get, you know, a better understanding of its composition. My next note is that Grissom goes on a rampage. So (laughs) I literally am like Grissom goes on a rampage and he goes into DNA with Greg Sanders after like being really short with a few people in the hallway. He then goes to DNA and like shoves a whole cart full of samples out in the hallway, possibly compromising those samples and telling Greg that like, this is the only case that matters. I don't care about any other case other than this case right now. And this is what I said we were going to talk about. I thought it was later for some reason, but Sarah confronts Grissom fairly and is like, you told hey, me that no case is personal, and you are making this case very personal. <laughs> okay, and he's like, I found the body. No, you didn't, Grissom. A bunch of dogs found the body. He Police says officers, that earlier at the grave. Dogs. He shoves the photo guy out of the way. Right. It's like, you didn't find the body. That's another one of those scenes that made me think, did they reshoot this? Yeah. Was yeah, there yeah. a it's scene because of the, the where Grissom isn't matching. alone found the body? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? And, and, and maybe there was something else in the kitchen. By the way, not to interject here, but the guy whose name you couldn't remember, Documents Guy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would have you know his name is Ron Litter. Litter. Okay. Litter. Right. Which, he's probably not an important person. However, that is a missed Spot the Guest Star by one Nick Marcio. That character is played by Eric Stone Street, who is one of the main characters in Modern Family. The... I think he's one of the two gay husbands. Oh, like, is that the who bigger that guy? is? Okay, yeah. he's lo- he lost a decent amount of weight before he was on Modern Family, though. Like he's he's much heavier in this yeah. than he is. On I mean, Modern I think Family. he is. I had to look up an article to see who this character was. It doesn't even have anything written. And sorry, listeners, man, drop the ball on ours. So, so, but he was also apparently in last episode. He was. Yeah, this isn't this isn't his first episode. That I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's been in he's been in episodes. He's only in like three episodes. So. Yeah, I was gonna say. Like, I don't think one, that's that's why five. I said I don't remember what his name is because like as a character he's not someone who sticks around for that long. And he's like way down the list of actors in the, on the IMDb because I, I said I forgot to check it, but yeah, he's uh he's probably the biggest. I mean, you look at this act list of actors today, he's probably the most recognizable actor on this list, which is saying something. I oh, thought he looked familiar, days. and then I was like, mm, no, like, I'm making that yeah. up. Like, I literally I, was like, no, I'm making it I'm up. That's catching. not, like... That's, that's funny. Missed, missed spot the guest star. Sorry, guys. We do have a, a recurrent guest star later this episode, we do. but, but I, I very it doesn't pur- count. No, I very purposely yeah. was like, we only counted on the first Which, the technically, first it isn't a missed spot the guest star for Eric Stone Street this episode either, because apparently he was in last episode. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> And so, we didn't call it out, so... Yeah, well, yeah, so I really just missed it last episode. Yeah. So we we also learned that Grissom is not ready to release the body, which transitions us to Grissom and Catherine talking with the parents. And they have to say, they have to let them know that in order to preserve evidence, they can't release the body yet because Zachary's body is evidence and it's an ongoing investigation and they can't release it at this point. And then this is when we learn that the abductor never called. Right? Like... This is weird. Like, they claimed a ransom and then they never called. That's very strange. And then we also learn that the blood found in baby Zachary's room is Tyler, the older son's blood. Do you think there's a world in which the original version of this episode, somebody, like, stabbed the baby accidentally? No. And they were like, that's too gruesome. We have to rewrite it. 
don't And that's think why so. they filmed film this? Or? No. I feel like there are weird decisions in this episode, so I can't quite say I, what happened. I just, but I don't yeah. think. I think, like, just having a dead baby was probably pushing it enough that they never considered having it be like a gruesome death or like you know like a violent a more violent death for the baby so we head on over to chris and Catherine in interrogation with the family we learned that tyler you know broke the glass accidentally so he replaced the window and he cut himself cut himself on the glass while he was replacing the window which is why his blood was on the carpet we also learned that he babysat last night so the night that baby zachary died and we also learned that he has been expelled from school twice for like getting into fights and general ruckus so we then go to grissom and Catherine returning to the house there's a nice little montage of them searching the house grissom's not sure what they're looking for they're just going to kind of search for it grissom ends up finding green tinted stockings slash nylons Catherine finds packaging for a blanket we then return to the cola bottle. So Nick and Grissom are going over the cola experiment. uh, experiment. Nick has sent it out for further testing, but he has done an informal test of sniffing the bottle and thinks that there's the scent of booze associated with the bottle, even though they sent it out for further testing. And this is when we learned that they also sent out like the green tint on the nylons off to trace to try to find out like what what is called causing this green coloration. Grissom and Sarah are then going over the prints found on the ransom note. And we learn that other than the, you know, other than the mom and dad who we expect to be on there, that Nidra Fenway, or Freeway Fenway, one of those, depending on what my notes. Sorry, guys. Fenway? I have, ter- I have terrible uh, hand. It's I, I probably the, Freeway. I, it's Fenway. Is it Fenway? Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm like, I have horrible handwriting so i'm like fenway freeway nidra fenway his secretary her prints are also on the ransom note that's a little funny and we also learned that it is in the scene that it is her printer in the office that was used to print off the ransom note this moves us to grissom interviewing nidra alongside jim brass they're telling her like hey your printer was used to print the ransom note your hair was in the baby's crib this Leads us to find out that her and the husband were having an affair, but it ended when the wife got pregnant with Zachary. So when she got pregnant with Zachary, that was the end of the affair. We that then whole, like she's like way too chill. She's way too chill. She knows too uh, much. Like she knows more than she's letting on, she and a, they and they never really follow back up with it. She's sort of like let off yeah. the hook in a way, but it, it makes a big deal about like how not like superficial their relationship was yes like that it was like yeah like this wasn't just like a fling this wasn't just a physical thing like we cared about each other we loved each other she's like is this i guess i need a lawyer now (laughs) i was like you would yeah the guy that you were having an affair with his baby just died yeah you should you should probably lawyer up as as we tell our listeners all the time even if you're innocent lawyer up at least ask for one at least ask for one lawyer it i'll buy you some talent Yes. We then go to Grissom interviewing the father by the pool. We, this is when, like, you know, he admits the affair and he explains the hair being found in the crib by saying that Nidra wanted to see Zach to be able to, like, accept the reality of why they were no longer together. I don't think you were that good in bed, my friend. That's all I could think of is, like, 
oh, the only way that she could accept that we couldn't be together was for her to, like, see See my... baby. Bring your baby into the office! Like, what is... Why... What is happening here? Like, you're so weird. Ugh. Like, dude, thinking that he's, like, way more important than he is. And also, when they were doing, like, the the baby clothing thing for the sniffing dogs, there's this implication that, like, dad... Didn't really know. Doesn't really, like, spend time with the baby. Yeah, yeah. I thought there was going to come up again with with the affair, like, he was going to be distant, and they... Nothing really comes of it. And no. I was just there's like, a lot of loose ends in it. The, there's a lot of like stuff tossed out into the ether that like never connects to anything else in this episode, and it's very frustrating, especially watching it yeah. twice. I think I think talking about it, I'm realizing how much of that as I think part of one of the reasons, like why the, where the episode starts to fall apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. there's a lot of for everything that's good in the episode. There's just so much like flotsam that like it doesn't hold. Yeah, it does not. No. This is when we also learn that the bottle was opened six hours earlier than the Mm -hmm. father claims that it was opened. And then someone from the Las Vegas, or the LA, I put LA Post, but it's probably supposed to be Las Vegas Post. Los Angeles Post. Maybe it's Los Angeles Post. I don't remember. I put LA Post, which should be Los Angeles Post, but I'm like, they're in Las Vegas, but they're close. Like, Los Angeles is not that far from Las Vegas. So I'm going to say Los Angeles Post comes over and lets the father know that the secretary sold some compromising pictures of them to the tabloids. And like, does he have a statement that he wants to make? Yeah, I know. It's like, first off, is this guy like, are you going out there with, you're having an affair, you're going out there and letting her take pictures of your develop your CVS I know. disposable this is, camera? Like, this is not bad. This is not. This is not a cell phone photo we're And this comes about. up later on when like, they're shocked that the teenager has his own cell phone. They're like, what? He came from this rich family. So he was able to, like, it's not today where everyone has a phone and everyone has, like, a camera, like, immediately on access. Like, this was back in the day where, like... Nokia days. Yeah, like, you you had fairly easy access to pictures, but you had to, like, think about it. You had to get a disposable camera or you had to have a digital camera. And those were really bad. Yeah, and they were terrible, like grainy, like terrible yeah. pictures. So we then, we mentioned this earlier, but Grissom and Catherine are back with our earlier spot, the guest star, because they're back with a psychiatrist, a.k.a. the father from Family Matters. And this is when we learn his theory that sometimes women kill their own children to get back at their spouse. Catherine, fairly, is like, I don't buy this. Why are you always putting it on the woman? Like, wouldn't she kill the spouse for cheating versus, like, her own child? Like, this doesn't make any sense. And, Catherine, I agree with you. you and then, to- so, right. Jim Brass walks in. We learn that the mother had a, like, child abuse charge leveraged against her many years ago for Tyler, her oldest, regarding shaken baby syndrome. The mother is then coming into CSI headquarters. News is, like, surrounding her, like, paparazzi. Like, she's a super famous person. They're all, like, fighting to, like, you know, get her picture and to, like, yell things at her. And Tyler's and then, the oldest, right? Tyler's the oldest, yes. Yep. And then Grissom has this, you know, pretty solid speech about, you know, the assumption, the presumption of innocence, and that anything beyond that is gossip. Like, we have to wait until we know the facts. Hold your horses, my friends. Also, I like that the press somehow knows that Grissom also found the baby. Yes, they all know. Yeah. <laughs> it was made. First off, he didn't find the baby. But not. I like to think that he's going around leaking to the press. Yeah, yeah. That he found I'm, the the one, baby. I'm the one who found the baby. Just which, put that in the fine print. That which I'm, is why I'm I, the one that found the baby. Which is why I assume they think there is a. Uh, like a reshooters. I don't know. It's like, he, who? No, the sniffing dogs found the baby, buddy. Yeah. 
And then, and then the like, officers alongside those sniffing dogs, yeah, and they then were like, there the other you. officers that were there before you. But... The cameraman was there before you. I know. <laughs> the photo guy, you pushed out of the way. Such a weird episode. I found the baby. I found the baby. I want we... a t-shirt. We... Our first merch. <laughs> our first merch. I don't know <laughs> we'll if be, I want that. To we'll be, be an angry Grisham going. I found the baby. I found the baby. Give me the credit. We moved to Grissom, Catherine and Jim Bratz interviewing Gwen, the mother. I think this is when we learned her name is Gwen, or maybe it was dropped earlier. This is the first time I refer to her as Gwen in my notes. And she tells a story regarding Tyler that he was choking and that she, you know, shook him to get the food out. And as soon as she realized that, like, her shaking him to, like, dislodge the food caused him to, like, pass out. She called 911. She brought him to the hospital. And then we have, like, sort of awkward transition in the same conversation to... Grissom being like, do you know that the golf course paints its grass and these nylons are yours and they're covered in like the green paint that's on the golf course that you say you don't golf on. So suck on that. She's like, uh, oopsie. Yep. Like weird. Then, you know, her, her the attorney kind of leads her out. And outside I would say, the, by the way, this yep. attorney is the best attorney from a lo- from a lawyer practice standpoint that I we've, seen. we've seen yes and the I whole agree. episode i agree which i guess makes sense because he's a rich attorney but i feel so bad for this guy later on <laughs> yes he has a rough go of it he later has like on. a true like picard facepalm moment yeah he does have like a, a like put it put on the record that this is like going against everything that i recommend I, please this is, this is i have nothing to do with this he's yeah. like i would like to fire my client yeah please don't let this reflect on me. And so we see a scene of Gwen outside. Her husband tries to hand her youngest son to her. She says no, but like she kind of like repels him. Catherine wants to listen to the 911 tapes. And then Sarah walks in, lets Grissom know that the time of death was around 9 p.m. Not, you know, like they're saying that he was missing around 11 p.m. But the time of death was actually around 9. And that the fiber found in his throat is like a specific like heat resistant type of fiber yeah and i'm also like all i can think is like these people all shop at williams and sonoma yes they do (laughs) this spurs on grissom and sarah to return to the house they're searching the kitchen grissom finds oven mitts that are the exact same color of the fabric of the fiber that is in the baby's throat so i don't know about you i'm pretty sure my a lot half of my oven mitts are like actually i guess i don't know this to be true but they aren't like that crazy exotic of a fiber you know no I mean? like i uh do i have it i might actually have it right here uh not viewers that you can see this but nick will appreciate this uh i had a halloween slash housewarming party this past weekend and my friend gina and her husband mark got me this oven mitt it's <laughs> <laughs> funny it has a saying on it that is it does it does we've we've been trying to keep it like not swearing which is why i'm not gonna say what the the what the saying is on the oven bit but it's pretty awesome i like it i swear a lot in my day-to-day so i I should have to like keep it reined in when we're uh doing this podcast because i swear a lot so nick and i talked about how warwick is like in just like scenes with specific people in this episode. So we then go to Warwick and Catherine. They're going over the 911 call. We hear Gwen in the background, the mother in the background, saying like, what do we do? And her stress levels show that it's like legit stress levels. Like she's not faking her like, what do we do? She's actually like freaking out. And then this is when I had to like laugh that, you know, Catherine is like, oh, do you check all the phone records? Like, were there any other outgoing calls? And he's like, no, 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 no. 
And this is when, again, because this is 2001, Catherine's like, well, did you check under Tyler's name? A rich kid like that would have his own cell phone. And I was like, oh, right. This is like before every kid on the planet had their own cell phone. So that part is true that he would have a cell phone. But it would be under his parents' name, right? But it's going to be in his parents' name. It's going to be in his parents' name. Like he's not 18. Unless he's getting like a pile of money. From his parents and has like a pay-as-you-go phone that he yeah, bought and yeah, yeah. Which hasn't I don't told so. them about. And my guess is that's not it. No. But also, like, since when is every phone call ever made, like, recorded? So maybe I'm getting ahead of so, us. So, yeah, you are getting ahead of yourself. Because it's not, it ends up not being the, only his call his call to 911 is uh, recorded, oh, okay, yeah. not the call to his girlfriend. But we'll get there. Uh, so but they, Yeah, but they know he made a call. But they know he made a call to his girlfriend. That is not recorded. It is his call to 911 okay. that is recorded. So A little, little history lesson, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, you're home. You're yep. in your own house. Yeah. You have a cell phone in 2001. Mm-hmm. And you're telling me that you're talking to your girlfriend on your cell phone where you pay by the minute... Where you get well, like it was late, it was 120 late it was, minutes? It was late enough. Wasn't it free after like a certain Oh, oh time? free nights and weekends. That's true. And it's late enough in the cell phone that maybe that was true. Yeah, I, I yeah, can't. Yeah, maybe it was that. Maybe he had free nights and weekends. Maybe he had free yeah. nights and weekends. But I, I, I'm imagining like this, the, 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 the stretch cord, if anyone who's old enough to grow oh, up in gosh. a household, yep. where you had a telephone cord that could stretch yep. to like 40 feet across your house. Yep. Because your phones used to be attached to the wall. Yep. Welcome to our reality. But that was that was my one thought was because I have made the mistake of talking to somebody in my home on a cell phone and getting like, and I'm talking about in like 2005 or I mean 2003, yeah, yeah. 2004, yeah. getting like a hundred dollar cell phone bill. Oh yeah, because I got mine from texting. So yeah, and so yeah, my guess is at this point you used to pay by the text, not my free nights and weekends, but I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, so. We go to Catherine and Grissom with the family and their lawyers. The lawyers set this, and I don't, like, I guess this is legal. I don't know, but they, they're basically, like, you get three questions each, like, per member of the family. Where does that come from? Where does that why, come from? Why what give is one? this? Why even give one? So weird. I don't know what this is. I had to shut it down because I was like, what? And it sort of comes into play later, but not really. So they then say, like, Grissom is, like, all cocky and is, like, we don't need any questions. Here's our reverse timeline of what happens. And basically gives this whole, like, the father went and printed out the ransom note and the mother wrapped the baby up in a blanket and went to the golf course and put it down. And that's how she got the the green paint on her nylons was from placing the baby down. And then they went and they... You know, he had a drink to decide, like, before they decided what to do with the, like, what to do. And then they called 911 and blah, blah, blah. So they do this whole reverse timeline. And then as they're doing this, Gwen, the mother, then says, I killed Zachary. Yep. I'm the one who did it. He wouldn't stop crying. I, 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 you know, I just tried to shut him up and I accidentally smothered him and I killed him and it's me and let's call it a day. So then we go to Warwick in the hallway. He ends up running into Grissom and Catherine and they're like, oh, case closed. Like, mom admitted, you know, we presented her with evidence. And like, you know, you know what happens when you present guilty people with evidence? And work is like, not her. She's she's not the one who did it. Because there was an earlier call to 911 that Tyler made. Wherein he dropped the phone while he was like rushing over to take care of Zachary. Or to address Zachary. And, he's, and you could hear him yelling in the background, what did you do, Robbie? Which is the yeah. younger brother. 
And this does kind of make sense. And the, they, they say he drops the phone. It ends up getting disconnected. Yes. It does make sense in the sense that, especially back then. They probably cell, wouldn't have been able to trace phones, where it was. Yeah, they had, they, they, they had almost no idea. Yeah. Because the cell phone towers covered massive areas. So today, yeah, yeah. your 5G tower is within a relatively short distance from your house. So they'd be yeah. like not a one-mile radius. It was like a 10-mile radius back then. Right. So they would have no idea where this no tower idea where you from. are. They also would like the systems were connected. Right, so yeah, yeah, because that used to be a big thing on the when you're driving on the highway. They would they used to have signs like, "Call state police," or yeah, something, yeah, yeah. because they didn't want you calling nine one one because then they wouldn't be able to find you or something. And nowadays, they're actually like, basically have location services built in. Yeah, yeah. And when you call nine one one, your GPS basically tells nine one one where you are. So then we get to sit down with Tyler. He's talking about how he was watching the two boys, you know, the night before. He ends up calling the girlfriend. He gets distracted. He then, you know, turns around, witnesses, you know, Robbie over the crib. He calls 911, but he drops the phone. The parents come home. And we learn that, you know, all of their lying and this whole showboating was that they wanted to protect Robbie. They didn't want him growing up with the stigma of, like, the boy who killed his brother. Even though they, they recognize that he's too young to realize what he was doing, they don't want him growing up with that stigma. I... I feel like they missed an opportunity here to make a much bigger deal out of the shaken bacon baby syndrome from Washington or wherever they were living before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And being like, Oregon? Mom being like, yeah, mom being like, I could never get out from underneath the shadow of everyone saying, like, I was a baby killer and I was trying to kill my baby. Yeah, I didn't want the same then. thing for my son. I didn't want my son to grow up, you know, even though I was clear of the crime, everyone thinks you're guilty. They could have made a really big deal out of it through yeah. her, and it would have made it would have bought it the whole premise so much more. Yeah, it would have been so more impactful. Quickly, we move so quickly from yeah, yeah. "I did it, it's me," and it's like walking in the hallway. Work tells you it's not. Five seconds later, yeah, uh, yeah. What, we don't why? we don't stew in the it's the mom very long. Yeah, like why even take the why even put that in the episode? Take the fall. There's no suspense. Maybe there was a commercial break, I guess, but like it's. It was just, it was so bizarre. I was like, well, you could have sold it a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that, maybe we lost that in editing. I don't know. Quite possible. We then go to Catherine. She's at the jail as Gwen is being released. This is where we get the title of the episode where we learn that Gwen has had told Robbie constantly, gentle, gentle, when it comes to playing with baby Zachary and interacting with baby Zachary. And Gwen tells Catherine like you must think of us as awful people and Catherine again Catherine was like a lot of good lines and a lot of like solid just solid reads this episode is like hey you know what like that close nobody looks good like I I can't judge you if you examined me like my life would look like a mess too and then Grissom and Catherine escort her out into like the the maze of paparazzi that are hanging out outside of CSI headquarters or jail headquarters. Guess it's time to move again. Time to move again. But I mean, he sold his dot-com business already, so he's good. Yeah. Well, he has some other company because... Yeah, because he's like he, running he was, a company. He was running another running, company. Actively so. running a company. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's building another dot-com company, you know, as as one does. Oh, so, he's probably going to get... He's probably going to get fired from that unless he owns that company because he did sleep with his secretary and she did post cell photos to the so it's a weird, Yeah, it's a weird thing of like what the ownership is, which... Well, he's yeah. good with... I remember they're like hooking him up or like interviewing him. So he's like, 
asking him a question or something. He's like, oh, no, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm in business. I can't be shaken by anything. And then later on in the episode, he's like emotionally a wreck drinking his rum and cola. And you're like, and I was like, oh, yeah, real good coping mechanism. Yeah, you're like, great, solid, dude. <laughs> so we we discussed this a little bit, but, you know, let's let's circle back around to it. What did you think about this episode, Nick? Give us like one and a half stars. Fair. I, I, I can't give it one star because they're... I think I liked it better on the first watch. I think it was it was probably like a three star, and then it got cut in half when I watched it a second time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I did my second watch through today. It was so hard to get through it. Like I I had to keep pausing it and like check out my phone or take the dogs out for a walk, like take the dogs out in the yard or something similar because I just was like I can't. This episode is so. It's not fun the first watch through. It's okay the first watch through. It is awful the second watch through. When, you, when you're forced to realize, like, yeah, like, normally they, CSI leaves you, like, fun little nuggets to tell you the truth. This one, they're like, we're going to straight up lie to you at the beginning of the episode. And this stuff is just not going to be true. And yeah. haha, now we get, like, pull the wool over your eyes at the end. <laughs> haha, like didn't see this coming it's like no i didn't see it coming because you lied to me <laughs> yeah there's there a lot of messy things in this episode which i think the first time just kind of brought it down a little bit but like a lot of but as like i've been experiencing these episodes i found that the the second watch through i do like say oh yeah that's a great they really set this up good job like good that's yeah, like yeah. before they usually have good writing or yeah good directing and this time it was just like Ugh. eh. Eh. <laughs> like, it's like it's like buzzer going off in Family Feud. The answer is not in the board. Not you, on the board. No, it was, you did not, it was rough. You, so you did not do this do this uh, episode justice. No, they did not. This is this a my, okay. I was, I was say my least favorite episode since the airplane episode. I was literally gonna say airplane is still I think my least favorite episode. This is probably my second least yeah, favorite yeah. episode. I think airplane still first and then this one pretty close second. Like this wasn't there's it's not like a long runway to this one. It's a pretty short like little It's a little, little challenging to remember the airplane episode fully. Yeah, cuz it was, it was like episode 7 several months ago, or something. Yeah. yeah but yeah. Uh, this is much more fresh in the brain, but yeah, that's the last one that I think was at this level. Yeah. And yeah. we've had some slow episodes. We've had some slow episodes, episodes, but no, this where is... I was like, oh, this is definitely in the bottom three. This episode is in the bottom three. But we're also so learning. I mean, we also we already know this about me, but it seems to be turning out to be true for you as well, that we're not fans of the one case episodes. Give us yeah. at least two cases per I episode. Don't... Like, there's something about the one case per episode that, like, messes with the flow of the show, mm. and I don't tend to like it. Give me more yeah. than one case per episode, please. Thank what's you. The, what's the Buffalo episode? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That I think it's called good... Buffalo. I think, that, yeah, I think yeah. that is the title of the episode. I think it's called that, Buffalo. That was a good one case. That was episode. a good I one. I don't care if there's one case or not, but I think you hit succinctly the issue is that they don't do a great job with flow. Yes, when it's, when it's one, one case. Yeah. And I guess maybe, was there a two-parter episode? I don't know. But, yeah. I mean, there are two-parter episodes, but I don't think we've hit any of the two-parter. Yeah. We so, we circled back. We circled back on the killer from the first episode, yeah, but it wasn't yeah. really, like, a two-parter, because, like, the second part of it happened much was later. Was the first episode a two-parter episode? Like, the first two episodes a two-parter? Sort of, because they, like... But there were other storylines going on. There was other so storylines yeah, going yeah, on, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think the, the truth of the matter is, you're right, is that... They don't do the one the one plot episodes. They haven't done super well historically. No, I don't think so. And 
we certainly haven't had like top three episode come out of one. So no, uh, definitely not. Like Buffalo so, is pretty good. Like I'll give Buffalo yeah, credit. That's it's definitely the best decent... example so far. Yeah. I think so so. I, it could be the best example five seasons from now. I don't know. We'll find out. But maybe that'll be a, that'll be a new leaderboard is like top three, one plot. One, one plot episodes. <laughs> and yeah. So, so yeah, I think you're, I think you hit the, the nail on the head there though. It's the, it's, they haven't figured out how to do the episodes very no. well. No. And they end up with a lot of filler or they end up or whatever else it's disjointed. It it's chaotic. And, yeah. yeah and not flow. And I think they need at least the two plots so that you can break up the people. Right. Yeah. Cause there are some characters we don't like. Nick, Nick is barely, shows again, up, Nick is soda, barely, barely in this again. I feel like it, when it comes to these episodes, Nick is like shoved so far out of them. I don't know why poor Nick is just like, no, nah, you're not really important. We don't really care yeah. what you're, what you're doing here. So, so yeah, that's a, that's a good point. But I at least I personally have anything against the structure of a one plot episode. But you're right; they haven't. They certainly haven't lived up. They haven't made me think that one plot episodes are going to be particularly good. Yeah. Well, we go back to a more than one plot episode next week with season one, episode twenty, "Sounds no of Silence." How do I? I don't know how many plots there. Oh, stop it! Neil, read the IMDb. Not till after. Not until after, but. I will I'll, I will give a spoiler in the sense of it is more than one plot, one more than one crime scene in next week's episode. So we'll be back next week with that. In the meantime, you can check us out on Facebook. Who are you? Colon a CSI podcast. We are also on Twitter slash X, Instagram and threads at who are you CSI pod. You can also email us at who are you CSI pod at gmail.com or use the hashtag who are you CSI pod. We really enjoy interacting with you guys. So reach out to us on social media. We really appreciate it. Tell a friend about us. Word of mouth is, you know, probably the best way for us to get a wider reach for this podcast. So if you, you know, know a fellow CSI fanatic, let them know about our podcast. We'd really appreciate it. And otherwise, we'll, we'll see you next week. No spoilers. No spoilers.